Hey guys, welcome to the Limitation is a Mirage podcast. Today I have a superhuman, awesome guest in Darmy Schumacher, who is a transformational coach. And I'm sure I got that a little bit mixed up, but uh, we're going to get into it. So Darmy, can you introduce yourself briefly to the, the listeners and we will take it from there? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, oh. Yes, so I'm a trans- transformational life coach. You've got it absolutely right. Ooh, I missed um, one word. <laughs> That's okay. It's all good. Um, basically, that just means that I help men and women to find their purpose, figure out what it is they really want in life, and stop compromising, find that vision, and then give them tools um, to help them make that a part of their reality so they can start living a life that they absolutely love. That's the essence of it. That sounds awesome. I love the, the, the no compromising and finding your purpose because a lot of people... They don't get that. They find their purpose or what they think is their purpose, but they compromise their beliefs, their core, their values, everything to do whatever it is. So um, whenever people come to you, do you find that they don't, that sounds terrible, but people don't have a purpose? They don't, they just are... Um, They can, it's a full spectrum. So some people know exactly what they want to do, um, but they sometimes feel guilty about it or they think that they're not worthy of it. They can't achieve it. So all these complicated emotions come in with that, a lot of baggage that then stops them from achieving their purpose, right? And yeah, you're right. Some people don't know because it's something, unfortunately, in society, wherever you've been, uh, wherever you've grown up, for the most part, we've had that um, stunted or repressed, not everyone, but for the majority Mm, of us, like, you know, you have a dream as a child and you want to do it. And then whoever it is, as well-meaning as they were uh, along the way, thinking they're helping you. Oh, you can't do that. That's not a secure job. Oh, don't be ridiculous. That's a great hobby, but maybe you should find something else you should do as a, as a, as a vocation. You know, so you have all these other people's um, perceptions of what you should and shouldn't do. Yeah. And, that can then hold you back as well. So some people become really disconnected with what their purpose is, but we all have one at the core of us. Absolutely. That's what I believe. Brilliant. Uh, do you believe that people then like suppress their purpose? The people that are suppressing their purpose, do you feel that they are getting messages like daily, like things happen in their life where like, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> so something that I a way that I describe it to um, my clients when I work with them is by using the words longings and discontents. So whenever you feel a pull towards wanting something else in your life, something bigger, something better, that is a sign. I, I believe that yeah. is pulling you in the right direction of your purpose of your soul force. And when in the same way in the on the polar extreme, something that is um, you don't like or is uncomfortable for you or just doesn't fit well and you want to see less of in your life, that discontent that's pushing you away, almost like there's magnetic uh, forces, one's pulling you, one's pushing you. But um, I believe that is our innate self telling us what we should be moving away from and moving towards. So yes, every single day, every moment. So you're a great believer in, in your intuition and gut then, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah I, I, I find that people seem to switch their gut off and, and whenever you dig into it, it comes from a self-belief and a self-confidence mm. perspective. They're going, yeah, I would have loved to do what you're doing, but I couldn't. And you're like, 
well, what makes me special? Like, what, what have I got that you don't have? Explain that to me. And then they go, oh, no, it's just something. I, and it's the first time they've ever actually tried to think about it. And they're like, actually, I actually don't know what's holding me back. Uh, so say, say if I came to you now and I was like, there's something, I don't know what it is, but there's something I feel I'm called. I'm here. I'm on the planet to do something else. How would you like coax that out of me to make me really understand what it is I want or <laughs> well it's not necessarily the most straightforward process I'll be honest with you. um it can take time it takes courage um but as long as you've got the willingness to dive deep inside yourself and start peeling back the layers and going deeper inside yourself and asking yourself why 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 you know you i don't know if your clients have heard of this before if you've heard of it but the the power of the word why so when you say you want something you ask yourself well why do i want it and then mm -hmm. you get to another answer you go back another level why do you want that why do you want that and then you finally get to your core values if you like the things that matter most to you to each one of us so there's a whole process that um, I work for weeks with my clients on this part alone, um, because it's integral, because if we get this wrong, the foundations, as I call it, then everything you're going to build on top of that at some point is going to collapse again. So you, it's really important to get that right. But first and foremost, for any of your listeners um, and your clients who may never have done any work like this before simply even working with paying attention to your longings and your discontents that's a good place to start mm -hmm. and you can even draw a line down a piece of paper and write longings and discontents discontents and notice through the course of your day or as and when you know remember them what am i being pulled to and what am i being pulled away from another question which you can ask yourself um, is when you draw your last breath, when you're about to close your eyes for the very last time, what will have mattered to you the most? Mm -hmm. And that will usually point towards your core values. So yeah. it's, it's quite big and deep to go into. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, on the surface, it, it's become a more self-aware. So mm -hmm. when I, like, cause it's something I, I've discovered with clients that, who come to me, I, I do a lot of weight loss clients and they'll say, I want to lose whatever number they'll just pluck a number out of there i want to lose five stone you're like what why uh, I, I just want to lose it i know what would happen then when you lose the five stone what's life like then oh so much better and they're they're still such a they haven't peeled like you're saying peeled the layers they're at it'll be so much better oh, what does a better life look like amazing you're like you're just throwing words at me now do you want to elaborate on any of it so i love the idea of you don't rush it again it's something that i, I noticed over the years of coaching that you chat to people and they're like oh i did the goal setting with them and you're like oh brilliant how's that going oh it's just a wee three hour session we do and then we move on and you're like yeah you're taking people that don't have a clue and you're drilling them for three hours and then send them out in the world um yeah. so i love that idea that you're willing to work with the clients for a long period of time do you notice when you do that that sometimes people come with a goal and, a, and an idea and then when you start to peel those layers back they end up like miles away from that original. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that's the beauty of what you end up discovering because what you think you want, what you think is going to make you happy or bring you that success may not actually be coming from your authentic self. It may be something you've learned to pick up and conditioned by what other people think you should be doing, right? Or what you think you're good at. 
it's not what you really want to do, but you think you're really good at it. So that's what you should become successful at. So um, our our goals can be um, misaligned, if you like, unless you do this very deep work. Yeah, and I've, I think one of my first clients that I ever worked with, that was his problem. Um, he came to me and he was like, Dami, I you know, I don't know if I should pursue my golfing career. I've always been very good at it. I've been doing it since I was a young teenager. And, but I'm also an artist and I really want to pursue my artwork. And what I explained to, once he did the digging and the deeping and peeled back those layers, that didn't change for him. It wasn't that one was more calling him more than the other. And once we established that, that they were both just as important for him, what we then, what I then taught him to do is so it doesn't have to be either or going back to that compromise. Is yeah. and, this and so you can have both and he does both successfully now and I love it you That's know awesome. he doesn't fight between the two yeah, yeah. I, I love that idea of um you can have both again if you're listening to the external people they're going to tell you no you need to just focus on your career and this can be a wee hobby that you do or like I use the example all the time one day I was going to the gym <laughs> and my dad was like where are you going and I was like I'm going to the gym and he's like have you not completed that <laughs> like, <laughs> do I look like thank you very much like I don't think it works that way but I'll, I'll take that as a compliment um so have you always been like this have you always been this self-aware and this understanding of you can have it all no absolutely not I've had to work really hard at it um what I would say is I've always had a deep innate um part of me that has been spiritually connected to something bigger but not knowing and understanding what that is but I consciously started my journey late teens, early 20s. And two decades later, you know, it's finally starting to all become clear and start to make sense. So it takes time. It really does take time. And I've had different coaches and mentors and teachers along the way. Um, and, you know, you learn something new and different from each and every one of them. But it's it's um, self-awareness is definitely um, the long game. You never stop doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, you don't just work at it for five years or one year um, or even 10 years. Like you just keep on peeling back the layers, as we said, and your understanding deepens and deepens. And then you're able to create everything you want to create for yourself. And life just becomes more lush and easy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how life should be, I believe. Um, yeah, the, the idea of the self-awareness people People are so focused on what other people, I wish I knew what they were thinking about me. Like, I, I love asking the question, what would be your um, superpower if you had a superpower? Because I love superheroes and things. And the amount of insecure people that will say to me, I'd love to be able to read minds. And you're like, why is that? Oh, I could just read what people are thinking. You're like, fuck, that'd be a nightmare. After, after, after the initial fun of, oh, I can hear all this, then it would just become terrible. But the 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 focus is always external if i knew what they were thinking then i could change so they appreciate me more they like me more but and, and trying to turn it into a, a self-evaluation and a, a self-awareness is it just doesn't seem to be something that people are are keen to work on and i think it's just like you said it's because it takes so long it's something that you peel a wee layer back and you're like right i've done it i've sorted myself out i know the crack and then a couple of days later you're like actually that's changed the way i see all this Maybe there's another one, and then you just you turn into Shrek. You're just peeling layers over and over again until uh, eternity, hopefully. Um, <laughs> was there a moment, like with a mentor or with a client, or or just with yourself in general, where you just had like a light bulb, and you're like, "This is 
this isn't just a feeling anymore. This is something I have to pursue. Like this is what I need to do with my life. Yeah, I mean, I think I've had a few of those moments, um, but the most profound and the most recent, which is, um, as we say, you go deeper and deeper. So the last one was the most profound realization was um, a couple of years ago, actually, just before we went into lockdown and everything here in the UK. And I've heard it said before that sometimes you don't have those light bulb moments until you've hit rock bottom, which I've always really had uh, a bee in my bonnet about. It's like, well, I'm on this path and I want to discover who I am. Why do I have to hit rock bottom before I can do that? Um, and I don't think you do, but certainly something happens. And in that moment in my life, I won't dive into the story here and depress everyone right but I was in a really really low probably the lowest point in my life um and but for me when I get to those really difficult situations I've always been okay get back up and fight again and I think I've always been very grateful that I've had that attitude where if I'm not happy well then something's wrong and I need to change the situation I'm not content with just settling for being living a miserable life. And at that time, I was super miserable. So in that moment, a whole big process, I went through a massive process and I realized what my purpose was. Not overnight. I worked really hard, <laughs> pen and paper, sitting down, you know, leaning over, uh, over my notebook, reading things, um, working through exercises, just diving deeper and deeper and deeper for like three hours at a time. And I did that for weeks but because I knew I couldn't continue doing what I was doing at the time, because it was just, it was going to kill me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I had that light bulb moment that, wow, why didn't I realize this was my purpose before? Now, suddenly all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle um, came together right from when I was a little kid. And it was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. <laughs> um, and then with that, I met my most recent teacher and mentor and her name's Mary Morrissey. Um, and I went through her program and then I went on to become a certified coach with her. And that's what my work is based on. So she, why she was so impactful for me was up until that point, I'd learned so much, but most of it was motivational, inspirational and theoretical. Mm -hmm. What annoyed me was a lot of these principles are so ancient and profound and go back thousands of years and they're not wrong. They're right in what they're saying, but how can I make that applicable in my life on a day-to-day -day basis? And there was a disconnection. Whereas yeah. what I loved with what Mary was teaching was she was speaking my language of this era. You know, it wasn't from 2000 years ago in ancient India or ancient Buddhism or anything like that. It was right now how to do it with actionable steps that you could do every single day. And I started doing that, treat it like an experiment. That's all it was, it was an experiment of life, 12 weeks. I mean, what's 12 weeks in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Nothing, right? So I was like, I have got nothing to lose in that moment. If it doesn't work, I'll keep looking. But it did, I mean, wow. I, <laughs> it completely changed everything everything and I I haven't been I could honestly say I've never been this happy in my life and so that's what I do now I share that to help other people do the same thing so yeah that was the most most recent and profound light bulb moment I've had that's awesome and for anyone who's listening and not watching on YouTube you should watch it just to see how you lit up as you told that yes. <laughs> I think 
And that, that's what makes you such a good coach. Because again, I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of coaches over the years, and they tell their story and nothing changes and their posture still on. And I did this and it was really profound for me. And you're like, was it? Because you're not tell your body that, whereas you're you're actually full of life and, and reactive and, and like engaging with it. And one of the things that I think will be important for like your clients comedy is that you've been through it, you took out weeks and weeks of going through notes and sitting like hating life and cry writing which we've all done and like getting through it all and questioning everything and then looking for a mentor like one, one of the things that i think is funny when people come to me and they go you don't really need a mentor like how many mentors have you got and i'm like seven i have seven they're like what do you mean i'm like i have ones for different areas of my life i have seven at the minute but you but you're successful you're like it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about growth and continual learning. Um, so one of the things that, that I know you do is help people whenever they're not fulfilled in their job. So I know, I know like that's why a lot of people feel like mm -hmm. shit. Like I know I did 13 years of bar work just so I could afford to do the training, to do what I was doing. Like I went through 80 hour weeks in bars and I don't drink and I hated every minute of it. And I was like, every day I had to just sit down and tell myself, there's your goal. And if you just keep doing this, that's how you get there. If you don't do this, you're not going to get anywhere. But people aren't as stubborn as me <laughs> to do that sort of thing and, and visualize that change. And then just like, I remember taking my shirt off and handing it to my boss and being like, I'm away. This is, <laughs> this is the end of it and walked home topless because I hadn't thought that bit through whenever I was quitting. And so how, how would people, how do you suggest people like tackle the the problems with not liking your job is you have financial obligations but you want to do more and you want to do something different so i know that's a massive question now that i've said it out loud but how do we start tackling that absolutely it is a big question and i love that you shared your story there because again it brings it home to your audience that we are just ordinary people who have had to go through this process ourselves. We haven't magically landed where we are. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted to add to what you just said there, yes, you are incredibly successful, but why are you successful? Because you surround yourself by the support. So that's yeah. the first thing that I'd say is if you are serious about changing your situation, your current circumstances, you need to get support. Because if you could do it on your own, we would have all done it on our own by now, right? There's some yeah. amazing books out there. I can see your bookshelf is full, my bookshelf is full, <laughs> and they have a purpose, right? And they have a place in our life. But on their own, these self-help books, these motivational guides and whatever they are, on their own, they cannot keep you on track. You need somebody who is going to be able to see um, as I say, you are the picture. So you are the, the person, the subject, right? When you are inside the picture itself, you can't see the frame. So you need somebody always on the outside looking in to tell you and point out the things that we can overlook or to hold you accountable or when the things get hard to keep you on track. And something else you said there as well is about the vision, right? So first and foremost, okay, if you know acutely are aware that you're not happy in what you're doing, that's a starting point for sure. But you need to start figuring out what it is you want. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that can be really, really hard, but you need to 
wait for ask yourself what will it cost you if you don't make a change i think that's more profound than asking what it what do i need to do what action steps will i need to take or how much time and energy am i going to have to invest to make that change because then we'll always talk ourselves out of it next week next month time yeah. is not right too much going on right now and before you know it another 12 months will have passed and another 12 months will have passed right and your life is ticking away and none of us are guaranteed to even be here tomorrow so we have to make it all count now so ask yourself what will it cost you and the people around you your loved ones what is it going to cost you if you cannot find the willpower and the motivation and the inspiration and the drive to pursue your vision and your dreams because by serving yourself and finding what makes you come alive and fulfilling your purpose your sole purpose indirectly you are help, helping everyone around you right that's like this beautiful byproduct of what happens if you've got children they'll look up to you and be like yeah my mom or my dad um they didn't give up they they worked through and no matter how hard it was they pursued their dreams. When it's my turn, I will do the same. I won't settle. I won't settle for something that I'm not happy in, you know, or it will just have that beautiful rippling effect, right? So you do need to have a vision because when you have a vision, it keeps you on track. Otherwise, the day-to-day -day chaos is easy to get thrown off track. And it may only seem like one degree to the left or one degree to the right, but 100 miles down the road, you're completely off course. Yeah. So you have to keep your eye on where it is you're trying to get to and work with the practical day-to-day -day action steps, as well as keeping your, your eye on the, on the vision and where it is you're going and staying firm to that no matter what happens. That, I might have gone off the point there a bit. No, no <laughs> so. it fitted with, with what I was asking. So... Because um, again, there's going to be people listening that, that hate their job and I feel sorry for you that you hate your job, but now you're listening to the right podcast, you can make a change. Um, sometimes they'll come to me and they'll like, if I'm just talking off the back of a message or a podcast or a post that I put up, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And they'll, they'll have a million I don't knows. And I'm like, just start with one, find a coach. Yeah. That, that, like put your focus in one area. If I had a coach who has done this before for hundreds and thousands of of people and they know what it's like to be in my position and they've been through it themselves then maybe they'll have the answers instead of it's like that old thing just bringing it back to doing gym work i'm going to join your classes when i'm fitter mm. like, <laughs> how's that going to work like are you just going to magically wake up fit why don't you join my class now and get fitter and then yeah. be in the class no and i've had it for years like in every sport that i've done and martial arts and pole and everything. Oh, I was going to do, I'm going to do martial arts. Oh, cool. When do you start? Oh, when I'm a bit fitter. Mm. Why don't you go and get, go there to get fitter? So that's why I push people to, if you don't know when you're lost, then get a guide, get a, get a mentor. And like, you're absolutely right there. Like, and before I started doing this work, I'd never had a coach before, right? Not of any kind. I didn't know from first-hand experience the value of having a coach then once I had a coach I could never go back to not having a coach yeah. just like yourself I have multiple coaches for different areas of my life because we all have our expertise 
and I need all of those things to ensure that I stay on track and I do, you know, I do succeed at what it is I'm working towards. But something else you just said there as well, which is a whole big subject again, but you know, that wanting to do something, having the the intention to do something for yourself, right? We've all been there. None of us are immune to this feeling. What's different is the action step we take. So we've all been in a situation when we've wanted something for ourselves, whether it's fitness or a change in your career, right? Whatever that is. Some of us will, we have these deep rooted belief systems that many of us don't even know we hold and carry, and they can come from all the way from your childhood and, and beyond, right? They can be so big. Some of them may have been formed later on in our adult lives, but those are actually these invisible um, blocks that prevent us from taking those steps, even though we know it's something we want, even though it's something we, we really desire or, um, you know, you start to talk yourself out of it. And I don't want to open up a whole can of worms here because that's an enormous subject in itself, <laughs> paradigms, right? Be limiting belief systems. Um, but some of that is down to our self-image and what we believe we deserve, what we believe we are capable of. And so once we start shifting that self-image of ourselves, that I can do this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I can do this. Why can't why can't I? You said it right at the beginning. We're all we've all got the same. Um, we all have the ability to create success in our life. You're not any different to me and the next person and the next person. Yeah. It's the choices we make, the decisions we make as we move through our journey that then determines whether one person is successful in their in their life and, and another person unfortunately a little lost and unhappy not that they're not capable or the opportunities aren't there it very yeah. much is so it again then takes a coach to be able to draw these things out or point them out for you as well because they're sneaky these limiting belief systems <laughs> are really sneaky we all have them and I have them all the time myself you know which is why I constantly go to support as well. And they're like, hey, Dami, didn't we talk about this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that honesty because people, again, think because you're the coach, you should be perfect. You can't do that. Um, like I was talking to a nutritionist, Johnny, um, the other day, uh, and he, he's on the podcast as well. And he was saying that he about drinking beer and eating pizza. And I'm like, that's against the law. You're not like that. That's You're not supposed to be doing that. Like we're not supposed to feel or, or have coaches repeat the same thing like I, I remember being at a grading for uh, one of the martial arts that I do and my instructor saying to me before we went into the grade like you know you're at a level that you could grade up here but I didn't hear that all I heard was we're at a grading and the, the way the gradings work is you go from grade one two three four five but because this was a new art that I was joining from doing it for years I had a lot of skill set and I picked it up quite quickly and at the end of the grade and I graded up one grade and he was like you should have been grade seven at the end of this and I was like but you can't do that and he's like we've talked about it over and over again but because my because of my original martial art you could never have done that that was my core belief that was locked in so even though he told me for a fact you can grade up I was like yes no well, grading let's do this and I just did enough to pass grade one even he gave me multiple chances whenever I look back I'm like 
you know, maybe like seven chances to just jump in with the seniors and, and upgrade. And I try to get that across that it's why I'm always doing more and, and within my group, it's actually become a joke now where I say to them, I don't think I've said this enough, but I think you should ask questions in the group. So I'm like, just uh, anytime you're stuck, ask. And that's how like you peel back the layers and it's how you find what you're doing. And the fact that you're saying it as well, that sometimes the coach will say to you, we've talked about this. And then you go, oh yeah, yeah. So everybody's the same. We're, we're not unique as we like to believe. We're unique in our reactions and how we try to solve things when we do it ourselves. But if we have the right like direction and right actions and, and right strategies, then we can go that way. Um, you keep saying that you don't want to open cans of worms because it's <laughs> too, <laughs> going to be a too... lot of worms. <laughs> yeah. Um, you did you talk? You mentioned paradigms just before. Open that can of worms. What, what, okay. Give us like a, a overview. Of, yeah, of, sure. Um, so a paradigm, in case you are not familiar with what that term means, because I hadn't heard of it before. Um, that long ago. So paradigm is simply a belief system. It can be a good belief system or a limiting belief system. But the good ones, of course, you you keep, right? Because <laughs> they're serving <laughs> <Yes>. you. Um, <laughs> it's the limiting ones that we're concerned with and the ones that we want to change. But the good, and they come up in so many different ways. They can come up, uh, fear is a big thing, right? So fear has many different masks, many different faces. But often there's always a paradigm behind that. So hypothetically, you want to apply for a job. It's above your skill set. It's a little bit um, out of your, your reach, you know, but you really want it. You know, when you think about being in that role, your heart sings, you come alive and you get excited. And that's what you really want. But then fear might stop you from applying for it. I'm not skilled enough. There'll be people there who are more experienced than me. Um, I'll, I'll mess up the interview. They'll laugh at me. They'll reject me. Um, if I fail, you know, it's going to damage my ego. You don't think of it like that, but that's what would happen, right? Yeah. And all of these different faces of fear. So where do these thoughts come from? Um, where do these beliefs come from? But that's what these paradigms are. They were created um, along the way in your life, in your journey, not maliciously necessarily, but by other people's belief systems. And we yeah. hold these belief systems around our ability in our careers and what we can achieve and how successful we can be. We hold these belief systems around our health, our fitness, our money mindset. That's a big one that I, I always have to do um, with everyone and with myself. Um, and, you know, so it comes up in every area of your life, your relationships. So if you've um, experienced growing up uh, a disjointed uh, or a dysfunctional family where there was difficulties in the in the parental relationships, you carry these belief systems right through into your adult life and you, without even realizing what you're doing, but you end up mirroring them, you end up just use applying them into your life and that's what holds you back all these limiting belief systems. Whereas each and every one of us was, do have the same potential because when we come into this world, that infant, that little baby, that little toddler, before they start getting influenced by the outside world, they're invincible. 
There's yeah. nothing you can't do. They learn to walk. Walking is one of the most difficult things we have to do, learn to do as human beings. And they fall down. I don't think there's a child out there who got up, started walking and nailed it in first time <laughs> round. right? They will yeah. fall down. Does that stop them from getting back up again? No, they'll get up again. They'll get up again and they'll get up again because they don't have those limiting belief systems telling them, oh, you're a failure. See, you fell down. You're not good for this. You, you weren't meant to walk. You shouldn't try it. Just keep crawling around. No, they see something that they want. There's a toy on the other side of the room or and or they see all these adults walking around and they're like, I want to be able to do that. So their desire to have what they what they really want that desire is so strong, they will keep trying and keep trying and falling down and failing is not a problem. At some point as adults, we stop giving ourselves permission to fail, to fall yeah. down, right? And suddenly it's a problem if we get something wrong. Quite the opposite, it's an opportunity to learn, right? Yeah. And, and who cares what anybody else thinks anyway? It's about, it's your journey. So, these are like some of the paradigms that stop us from moving forward. But the good news is, I don't want to like depress everyone when they hear this and like, oh gosh, yeah, now I can see this paradigm and I can see that paradigm in my life. The good news is once you become aware of them, you can start to repattern them. It takes work, it takes time, but you can repattern them. So yeah, I love that. That's the exciting bit, yes. <laughs> That's why I wanted to ask about the paradigms because it, from from my experience, people don't realize, like they're not getting promotions at work, and it's, and they don't know why I'm great at work and I do all the stuff and I'm qualified and I should be and all of the reasons, and then you're like, what are your relationships like? And they're such a terrible communicator that they, they, they don't have they have trust issues. They're holding back, so they can't get promoted because people don't want to work. I can't work with that person because they're not open and honest with their communication. So whenever you teach them that if you could solve whatever you, you've learned from your past relationship experience, whether it's your love ships, your work ships, your, your family ships, if you can fix that, then you'll become a better communicator and you're more likely to get ahead and work. So instead of just focusing on one area, which most people do, they'll go, right, I'm just going to be career focused. Anyone that I've ever met that's like super career focused, after about two minutes talking to them, you're like, oh, I have to go over there just away from you because I can't have a you can't hold the conversation like um so I love that idea of there's there's so many different areas that could be potentially putting roadblocks in your way and if you're only looking at one you're not going to do that so back to your sitting down and, and lying over a notebook and writing stuff mm -hmm. if you are in a struggling position you can sit and go right it's this is a work position is it just work related let's look at my physicality is anything to do with how healthy I am how my relationships are and then you go oh there's a correlation going on here and then you can do something so we sort of come back circle to um awareness um a little bit i think uh i, lo I love the analogy of uh, kids walking as well i always add on the kids that are in multilingual families mm -hmm. like we i did french from p6 to fifth year mm -hmm. bonjour is about as far as i'm getting with my French. As good as my German. <laughs> I don't remember a thing. And then you meet a five-year-old kid in a mixed race family or, or a bilingual family and they talk to you and you're like, oh, that's kids very good speaker. And they're like, yeah. And then they turn around and talk to their mom and you're like, what? Yeah. So what happened there? He was doing so well. Oh, that's German. Oh. 
and you're like he can just speak two languages at five and i can barely speak my own and it's That's just it. yeah it's just pattern like watching the patterns and then repeating um, what's going on with it yeah say if i was listening to this podcast now and all these little bells are going off in my head and they're like my part that makes sense now the paradigm thing oh, that makes sense and all all these things are making sense what what would you advise me as my first step towards betterment towards like changing my my job changing my yeah. mental situation with the how i feel about myself my love for myself my self-worth all of that where, where do i start <laughs> okay. um so this might be a um a bitter pill to swallow for some people <laughs> listening but i'm i'm here to be authentic and speak my truth so i'll tell it as it is take what you can from it and i would say this we live an inside out world it's not an outside in world. So we have to, the starting point is to stop looking at your conditions and your circumstances around you. Granted, some of us have more challenging conditions and situations around us in our environment, our family, whatever, right? And some less challenging, but nonetheless, we all have them. Mm -hmm. The difference is when you allow those conditions and situations to then dictate the course of your life and the decisions you make. So that would mean giving your power to outside forces, which you have no control over. And then your life is going to take a course, whether that's love and relationships, your health and fitness or your, your money or your job, right? It doesn't matter what side of your life, what part of your life you're, you're looking at. But you are then giving up your power and allowing outside forces to determine what journey you end up going on. Whereas I would like to invite your listeners and viewers to consider the idea that we actually create our results from the inside. So it's more about how we react, our perception and responding rather than reacting to things is then and taking back that control we always have had that control but at some point we've lost it and given it away so reclaiming that power and saying no i stand firm in what i believe what is true to me what i want and what is right for me which will serve me for my highest and greatest good and i will take this step or i will take make that decision irrespective of what is happening on the outside and slowly you'll start to find that things opportunities appear um there's greater flow and ease in your life just one step at a time it's not going to happen all of a sudden overnight um you have to be patient but the the key is understanding that the power is inside each and every one of us the power is within us not on the outside and once we claim that we can do anything we want we can be any kind of superhuman we want to be and, and yes. have a wonderful life, right? Yes, it will be hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but anything that's worth having is worth putting the effort in as well. Mm -hmm. So start shifting our awareness from blaming and pointing fingers outside, which we all do, right? I can't do this because I don't have the money in my bank account, or I can't do this because I haven't got the time. And I haven't got the time because of this and this and this and this, whatever, right? We yeah. all do it. Small situations, big situations, we all do it. Instead of 
when you do, when you notice yourself pointing that finger out to the outside world, try just turning it around and saying, okay, what can I do? Yeah. What do I really want and what can I do? What small step can I take? Start taking back that power and start repatterning these limitations that we all have. But awareness, you've said it a few times and yeah. said again, it's all about awareness and increasing your awareness. And that happens with time. And the more you're, you become aware of your thoughts and your actions and your behaviors, the more you are able to do something about it and consciously take control of your thoughts and your actions and your behaviors. So you're acting more consciously rather than from a reactive point of view. Brilliant. I love that. It's like, there's probably not a word for it, but like logical spiritualism is the way it's coming to me. So it's <laughs> like, instead of just, just, you know, the way people come to you and they've read the secret and they're like, yeah, I've read the secret and I, I do all the affirmations and you're like, oh, brilliant. And then what do you do? I just wait. The universe will provide it. But you're saying like, I don't know if you, if you're in any way into the secret or anything like that, but that was just popped into my head whenever I was thinking of logical spiritualism, you're, you're saying you to take this self-belief, understand the way the shifts and the vibrations of the world around you and become self-aware, but then take some action, do, do the stuff like peel, don't wait for the onion to peel itself, like peel it yourself and move forward. Um, and, and doing the hard thing, which people don't like doing, which is the looking inside. Like we we're brilliant at blaming everybody. Like I, be, even being a PT, you would be working in the gym and you'd be like, why, what are you doing? You're very slow today. They keep putting me off. Their timing's off. And you're like, who, who are they? Who cares? Like, what are you talking about? Just do, do your workout and, and focus on yourself and go from there. Um, the, the pointing in at yourself, my mom used to always say, whenever you point at someone, remember there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. So, um, I, I just love that, that it's, um, actionable and not just like airy fairy or like no, which no. Is yeah absolutely right um and i think that's that's why i said at the beginning why i loved and fell in love with what mary morrissey my teacher teaches because it's practical application it's like how to bring this wonderful theory um and principles actually into my life on a day-to-day -day basis and how much I can hold myself accountable. And you're absolutely right. It's no good having mastered the theory if you don't take any action steps. Yeah. And those action steps don't have to be big. If you've got something you wanna do and you're really motivated and inspired to do it, but it doesn't happen today and you've put it in the diary and then it doesn't happen tomorrow, it doesn't happen tomorrow. Maybe that step's just too big for you, break it down. Yeah break it down, break it down, break it down until it's so manageable that you can take that one step. And I always love remembering the analogy of, you know, climbing a mountain, like you've got to have your, your sights set on the top of the peak. You need to know where you're going, but you're not going to get there in one leap. You have to look down at the path in front of you so you don't fall down the ridge. And it's one step at a time, one careful step at a time. And along the way, acknowledging i think we one thing i would like to say to to anyone listening or watching um which has been really important is acknowledging our action steps that we do take even the smallest ones and patting yourself literally patting yourself on the back high-fiving yourself in the mirror whatever it takes but be proud of yourself because when we are proud of the small things we do 
it's going to create that momentum, raise your vibrational energy, and then help you make it easier to take that next step and the next step. And they'll get bigger and bigger and bigger, those wins. And then soon you'll have a whole bucket of wins and successes of your own that you can look back on. And then when you have got something else that comes up that's really challenging or hard for you to um, take action steps on, you can look back and say, that felt really hard six months ago, but I did it. You know, so I have my own success stories. I, if I did it, then I can do it again. Small bite sizes, small bites. Don't, don't disregard the small little steps that we take, right? Just because they're small, don't, yeah. don't just push them to one side. They need recognizing, and we need to be proud of ourselves for for doing something rather yeah. than sitting on our hands, right? So yeah, to build that momentum. We we do a, in my group. We do a um, a little technique called the best friend technique really original name there uh, <laughs> and it's just am i so they they tell me the problem whatever it is and i go right brilliant imagine that was your best friend just said all that how would you respond oh i'd be nice and you'd be like well at least you did this and well done that you did that and, and the fact that you've reached out and you've done this and you're like yeah so now what do you need me to tell you well no I just do that and I keep saying to them all the time like we, we do a lot of celebrate the many wins an example I use a lot is one of the challenges I did a girl refused a chocolate bar at work and to anyone that's never struggled with with um negative eating or struggled with social anxiety they'd go whoop-de-doo you didn't eat a chocolate bar fair play to you. but to that person and everybody that was on the challenge they were like that's massive so somebody came over to you at the desk and they said do you want a bar and instead of just taking it and eating it out of politeness you said no i'm okay and they're like and there's a whole conversation about it and you're like it's such a simple little thing but just understanding then that i have that power over social um pressure over social situations i have the control to say no thank you like when it comes to anything drinking eating whatever it is um, so just ha having that broken down into the small steps, and I love the analogy of the mountain as well, because that's yeah. your goal, no matter how small it is to somebody else, could be a mountain to you. I always look over there because my goals are in this top corner. I'm very visual. So when yeah, I talk maybe. about goals, I point over here um, and they just shine out at me. Um, so when it, so it could be like get, getting out of bed tomorrow morning and straight away without going on your phone to some people might go, that's just normal like it's not not to others and to others it might be a massive deal to get up and not invite a hundred thousand people into your bedroom first thing in the morning which is crazy i i i push that a lot because i've never woke up and had amazing super amazing unexpected news like i've never woke up and looked at my phone and went i won the lottery or somebody's had a kid or anything amazing that wasn't expected it's always some nonsense somebody whinging about the price of bread or well petrol i suppose at the minute everybody's complaining and you're like yeah that's not gonna help you're gonna just reinforce that this is terrible um so i i don't even know how long i've had you here but i know your time is precious so is it have you any last words of wisdom to round up <laughs> to round up on um before i let you go Oh, we spoke about so many different things. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been fun. Um, just that change is possible for all of us, right? It's not that some, there's not an elite few people in the world, a special group of people 
that have the privilege to live a happy life or to be successful and success is whatever you however you measure it right and it doesn't even if you haven't started on the journey of increasing your awareness or whether you've been consciously doing that for 20 years like myself right it you're it's never a good or a, sorry it's never a bad time to to start doing this what you should come back and just ask yourself is what would you love what would you love in your life and what are you willing to do to to acquire it and what will it cost you if you don't because i think that's the real shifter you know yeah being stuck in the life that we have even if some areas of our life might you might be happy but then other areas are not because you're compromising you know um, and I think the last thing that I would say is that uh, how my teacher um, taught me, and I always remember this, is you are going to create results. So as long as you are living and breathing for the next 12 months, you're going to create results for the next 12 months. So you choose, you have the power to choose whether those results are going to be by default and pretty much replicate the last 12 months of your life with the exception of a slightly different holiday and some different clothes, right? <laughs> or whether you are going to be the architect of your life and design what's going to happen in the next 12 months. And any one of us can do this. Everyone can do this. And it doesn't cost anything because everything we need is already inside us in here. You just need to get some guidance, you know, to learn how to tap in but it's yours. You have all the resources. We're all fully resourced and equipped to do that. So that's what I would say. Do you want to be the architect of your life or are you happy to live a life by default because you're going to create results whichever way, you know? That's awesome. I love that. Um, where can people find you? Where's the best place for people to look out for you? Sure. So uh, my social media feeds um, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I have the same handle, nice and simple. So my company is called I Am, and the handle is I Am Dami Schumacher. Cool. I'll put all the links everywhere so people can get them easy as well. Dami, I really appreciate you coming on. I really enjoyed that talk, and I could have kept going. That's why I'm very aware of the time. And hopefully we'll get you back again in the future. And for everyone listening and watching, thanks again. Have a super awesome day, whatever you get up to, and I will speak to you again soon.